Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, welcome back to In The Pink with me, Natalie Pinkham. Thank you so much for all your lovely feedback on David Yarrow. What a great guy he is. I really enjoyed talking to him. I hope you enjoyed his podcast. Now for my next guest. Multi-talented doesn't even come close to describing this one. An actress, singer, model, dancer and presenter, Denise Van Outen's versatility is matched only by her work ethic. It seems to me that one thing that determines a celebrity's popularity is if you can imagine sitting down, having a drink and a good old chinwag with them. Well, for me, Denise does exactly that. She's open, honest, self-deprecating and very funny. So here she is in all her glory, Denise Van Outen. So here we are, Denise Van Outen in... Well, snuggled into quite a cosy little corner in our friend Charlie Jilks' bar in the West End, which I would say is the perfect place for you. It is. It's, it's cahoots. Out. And I like it. Because we are it, in cahoots. We're in cahoots. And it is like an underground. And there's nobody here. We are the only ones. This so. is what happens with daytime drinking. <laughs> which means we can have a nice conversation without anybody hearing it. Oh, dear. <laughs> Until it's published. Yes. Uh, but does it feel like home when you come back to the West End? Because I know you live out of town and you come in and you sort of blitz these meetings and you've, you've effectively shoehorned me into your day because you are a crazily busy woman. But is it I haven't nice? shoehorned you. No, oh. I haven't. No, there's always time space. for you. Oh, thank you. Um, Yes, no, it's, I do love coming into London. And the thing is, I am really at heart. I'm a London girl. I'm a city girl. But I think where I, when I had Betsy, I moved out to Kent and I lived on a farm. And I just then became I torn between city and country. And I, I think when you've got kids, I just do love being out in the country. Mm. And even though I moved back into London just over a year ago for a short period of time, I, I was ready to move out again. I, lo- I mean, I love it. I love coming in, but mm. I do also like getting out of London. Yeah. I think it's just because I'm a mum. But and you need easier. your fix, don't you? You oh, kind of need your city fix. And I need the buzz. And also what i found is as well, in, when I'm living in the country, I have to do more exercise with like my PT because you never walk anywhere. So you think about it. When you move out, you think you're going to have this healthy lifestyle. But actually, because you live in the middle of nowhere, you drive everywhere. Yeah, that's true. So actually. I do less exercise and I just get fatter. Stop it. The country makes you fat. <laughs> the city is. makes you thin. Yeah. It's the stress of the city that exactly. makes you thin. But specifically the West End, does it give you goosebumps when you come back here? Because it feels like this is your stomping ground. Um, it does, yeah. And do you know what? Do you get butterflies in your belly a bit? A little bit. There's, I sort of sometimes forget what I've done. Do you know what I mean? And then I sit back sometimes and people ask me questions, like probably talking to you. And then it's a reminder of all the things that you've done, like 
Betsy said it to me the other day, my daughter, and she said, oh, which theatres have you worked in? I was looking at the theatres along Shaftesbury Avenue, and I was like, mummy did a show in that one, and I did a show in that one. My first show at the Palace Theatre was Les Miserables in that one. You know, so you've got all these memories. But I do... Memories, there you go. I burst into song. But I do feel that, for me, yeah, the West End is special. It is very... It's a special place. And it is the heart of theatre land. It is. I mean, it's a special place for anyone just to visit, let alone mm. performing. And it feels like you've been doing that since the beginning of your life. It feels like... You, I mean, you, you, you always... Well, you tell me. Bit of a show pony. Always kind of grew up enjoying a bit of a song and dance, a bit of jazz hands. Yeah. You've, I mean, I'm sort of looking and considering your career and your life. It's spanned a big chunk of time. I started when I was seven. I mean, it's my that first professional is crazy. job. So in a way, it's all I've ever known. And I did my first West End show when I was 11, which was Les Miserables, the year it opened. So I have kind of been doing it for my whole life. So I can't ever imagine doing anything else. And people say to me, what would you do? And I think even now it would be something that's related in some way mm. to the industry, be it an agent or a manager. I know I'd be a really brilliant agent because I know this industry inside out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been doing you it You don't take so any crap either. No, I mean, sometimes I've had moments when, you know, like we all do where I've, I've had contracts that have gone wrong and not read the small print and, you know, you learn from those yeah. mistakes. But, uh, yeah, I think I... The trouble is as well, it's like a, recently I had a bit of a shake-up with agents... And I've had quite a few agents, not always by choice, but mm. my agent that I was with had left. And, and I was like, do you know what? Actually, I do most of it myself. Mm. I've just had this conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about it. And I just, I do believe that if you want to do something, you can make it happen. Mm. So if I want to do, it's a bit like you with you, this brilliant podcast that you do. You wanted it to happen, so you make it happen. But sometimes we, we're too, we, we rely on other people mm. to make create our own destiny you know, that's, do so, that. that's so true because also I always think with anything in life whoever's considering you for a job wants to speak to you they don't want to speak to a middleman now, mm. I'm not trying to you do need the them you know well, I know yeah, you, you do need good cop and bad cop exactly, and you can, yeah. they can look at your contracts and but I do think they want to look into the whites of your eyes and work yeah. out if you're the person they really want exactly whatever the job is mm. it doesn't have to be in television or entertainment it can be in anything you do they do need to know if they can trust you if you've got a good work ethic or whatever mm. and it does surprise me as well is when I look back at what I was like as a child in the industry I was really focused and I think I've only become aware of it watching my daughter now and seeing that she's completely the opposite to me which is so funny because you know she she actually really likes acting and she's quite a good little actress you know she can do all the accents and everything and she learns a script really well but she just doesn't have that focus and attention that I had. Like I was really, really meticulous about learning lines and perfecting a performance to the point that I would just, it's all, I lived and breathed it. You know, it was just that, what I did day in and day out. And I don't see that in her. And it's well, funny, and it's like I've never yeah. really seen, until you look at your own children, that's the first time I've gone, oh my goodness, like I really did put everything into it. And why, why do you think that was? I have no idea, because it's really bizarre. Nobody else in my family is involved in the industry. So I don't even know. It's weird. It was like I was born with jazz hands. It's all I ever wanted to do. I literally came out into the splits and went, I'm here. <laughs> but it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. You just You could be so different as well from like when I look at my siblings. And like I said, I don't come from a showbiz family. So it's quite weird that from such a young age, I was so... <coughs> 
I was so driven and so focused. Was was that part of it? Were you were you looking to get away from something else? Like I don't you didn't know. want a boring life. But I did, this is the thing. And as I've got older, I've started to question like, what was I trying to escape? Do you know what I mean? I don't oh. know because really, what I was doing was just throwing myself into this kind of. It, it was not. It was a fantasy, really. Life. Do you know what I mean? In my head, this little bubble that I lived in. I don't know. But you know what you said earlier about. Um, what would you do if you didn't do this? Because mm. something that really strikes me about you is that you're multi-talented. Normally that question is asked of someone that's got a fairly narrow path in life. Like they're, uh, you know, we always ask it of Formula One drivers and they, we say, well, maybe you'd be an engineer or so. But, you know, there, there aren't that many options. Mm. But you've done so much of acting, presenting, modelling, singing, dancing. There, there's, been, there's so many facets to your career so actually, you could. It feels from the outside looking in, you could turn your hand to anything. I think the best piece of advice I ever got was from Sylvia Young when I went to her school, and she said to me, and I remember, you know, when you sit down to get your careers advice, and she said to me, you know, the best thing you can do is focus on everything, not just one thing, because we had a lot of kids in the school that just wanted to be just an actress or just a mm. musical theatre performer or just a singer. And she said, try, you don't have to be brilliant, but try and be good at everything and then you'll always work. And that stuck in my head. So I never thought to myself, oh, I'm going to pigeonhole myself. But to be honest, that also, because I do a bit of everything, for a long period of time, it wasn't acceptable to do everything. So it was, was No, it wasn't acceptable. Okay. So... I, that has always been a battle for me in my career because people don't... Like, I can act, but I'll get people that will think, because I do light entertainment, I'm not an actress. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So in a way, if I'd have just gone, right, I'm just going to do acting, I probably would have achieved more in just acting. So in some ways, it's kind of held me back in certain areas. I can see that, that your versatility in some ways yeah. you're undoing because they think if she was really good, she would just put her eggs in that yeah, basket. Yeah, but it's not. And it's no. also, I think, just because... I get bored. I'm a bit ADHD and I couldn't just do one thing. I mm. need the chop and the change and I need the new challenge and I need to just be busy. Well, you're certainly that. My God. I know I it's am It's taken busy. a long time to get this podcast dated, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but things just pop up. Yeah, but well, you know, you say and that. I, they do. They pop up for you. They I don't do. pop up for everyone. Well, and I, but I create them as well. Yeah. It's like even this morning I found a play that I read years ago and it's always been in my head that one day I want to do this play so I was meeting the, I got in touch with the writer and then I met a producer to make the play happen for next year so That's I'm amazing. doing things like that all the time In the Pink is sponsored by Bose who've been perfecting the art of sound so you can listen in unrivaled quality and comfort the new Bose noise cancelling 700s take it to a whole other level so you'll always hear what you want in perfect quality no matter where you are also, be heard like never before with an unrivaled four microphone system, which isolates your voice whilst cancelling the noise around you. Always stay connected with Bose's first-of-its-kind augmented reality function that will change the way you think about travel, exercise and learning. Never be caught out because they have an excellent 20 hours of battery life. And for all you fashionistas, they come in black and silver so you can fit them around your style. Treat your ears with the new Bose Noise Cancelling 700s, a sound experience like never before. Now, back to our interview. So I think you first came onto most people's radars, certainly of our generation, um, with Big Breakfast. Yeah, and which was never, ever part of the game plan. I was never, ever... I never wanted to be a presenter. I never wanted to be famous. When I did performing when I was a kid, 
I just loved old performers and films and people that did everything all round performers. So I never wanted to be famous. It was never, you know, you get young kids now and I, I listen to mm. them and they're like, just, I'd love to be famous. And I'm, I never, it never entered my head. I would have been quite happy being in the chorus of a West End show. That was my dream, to be a dancer in a West End show. So it was never part of the so plan. So how did it happen? Completely by accident. So I had a theatre agent, obviously I'd done a lot of theatre and I'd done film and soap and sitcom and when I was younger. And then I was in on Oxford Street and I was on a bus and it was summer and I was really very young. And a producer... How young? How young I was, you? This was before, just pre-Big Breakfast. I was about 17, 18. Wow. And my, the heel broke on my shoe. And I was laughing and joking with people on the bus. And I jumped off the bus and I had to carry my shoe in my hand. So I was hobbling along Oxford Street. And this guy came over to me and his name was Ben. And he said to me, he said, excuse me, have you ever thought about doing television presenting? And I said, no. And he said to me, I'm, he said, this is going to sound weird, but I'm round the corner at Mentorn Films. He said, we're doing an open casting today. We're looking for some young presenters to present a Saturday morning programme. Um, and he said, would you like to come in? And I was like, well, actually, I have actually got an agent. I'm with Sylvia Young. And he was like, I could sort of tell the way that you were. Would you like to come in? So I went in and I did a screen test there and then. And then the next thing, my agent got a phone call saying that I'd got this job. And it was a, a show called Scratchy & Co. And they had a magazine programme within the programme called Massive. And I did it with a, a model back in those days. And he was quite hot, called Cassius. <laughs> Distracting. Now, yeah, really distracting. He was like on the cover of like Just Seventeen and all those. Oh, magazines. Just Seventeen. Yeah, I remember that. It was really cute, and so I and I did that, and it was from that that I got spotted to do the Big Breakfast. That's so amazing. it was never ever. How weird is that? I was just on a bus. That sort of serendipitous yeah. moment. So then I ended up being doing presenting, and which I loved. Yeah. And I actually thought, you know what? This is so much easier than doing because I'd worked so hard. Being, yeah. you know, when you do shows and things, it's hard work. That I just kind of got flew with that for a bit doing presenting and and then I think I just sort of missed the theatre side of everything but did you feel that you could dip in and out of it was that something um, that was clear to you back then not really I mean at, at that time I think because the big breakfast was such a big show I did kind of get a bit pigeonholed then as well mm. so it stopped me doing a lot of acting mm. um, but I think what happened was it was when I left the big breakfast and then I went on to do other things and I made a lot of bad career choices by choosing things that were just great for money but not particularly like wise choices. Like I did um, a sat Friday night programme on Channel 4 called Something for the Weekend, oh, yeah, which was that. a bit risque, you know, because it, it was a bit for the post-pub crowd. Right. And, you know, people ex we dress guys up, their packages as famous uh, rock stars. Like we had Elton Schlong and he had his cock out you know things like <laughs> and so can you imagine it was shocking for a woman to do this yes, at that time yeah of course now Graham Norton does it they all do you know on these shows and but people like not really women but though. it wasn't Even now it's and not really women I got it, a really. lot of bad press from Did it you? because it was really shocking for people to see to have a female presenter I'd been on big breakfast right. in the morning you know everything was a bit nudge nudge wink wink but we never ever took anything to that next level yeah but then suddenly on a Friday night you know, I've got a lineup of guys with their cocks out, dressed as famous rock stars. You know, and it was—I mean, it was a funny show. What, their willies were dressed. Yeah, they're dressed up with like no. they had like um, you know, I don't remember that glasses and 
I was probably banned from watching that movie. But you know, but this was the thing, and and it kind of destroyed my career, really, because my TV career, because I'd been hosting a lot of Saturday night primetime shows, yeah, and they wouldn't touch me with a barge pole, and overnight, literally, all my TV offers dried up because I'd had this one show that was had got such bad press, and but it sort of maybe because I I remember thinking that you were well. I tell you, I tell you a little anecdote Mm. when I was on my way here. And got a blow dry. Hope I you can know. tell your hair looks lovely. Thanks very much. And um, there was there was a closer magazine mm. just on the side, and you, there was a nice article about you in it. And I said, "Oh, can I can mm. I keep that?" And she went, "Yeah, sure." I said, well, "I'm about to go and interview Denise." For she probably thought weirdo, yeah, well, stalker. stalker. <laughs> and she was, "Oh, I love her." Aww. And do you know what I thought? It, it struck me that. You're very likable for men and women, and that's quite rare. I think I don't know what it is. Because normally pretty girls, other women find them a bit of a threat. But I do look really minging without makeup on. Shut up. I do. Shut up. No one's seen you without makeup on. They have. Have they? Yeah. I always put pictures on my social media. Okay, not now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about your whole career. Yeah, yeah. It feels like through your career, it feels like I've grown up and our generation Mm. grew up with you. Everyone liked you. And that's so... Why do you think that was? Because it could be that you did shows like the cock out one maybe and and it actually made you a little people weren't putting you on such a pedestal they're saying actually she could be our mate she's more yeah. relatable she's actually she doesn't take herself too seriously because that's certainly the feeling i feel that people need to watch someone on television and feel like they could go for a drink with them yeah and I that's always also, been the, the, hmm. the energy that you've given off i don't know i think maybe as well don't i think back in those days i had a lot of my private life was very public right um and i did go through a lot of I did go through a lot of shit. So mm. I think, and that was, I think that as well is people relate to that. Yeah. I know I do yeah. when I'm the first and I sometimes don't even know people. And if I see them going through something, I'll direct message and go, oh, I'm sorry to hear that that happened. Yeah. And, 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 we've all been there. You'll be fine. You'll get through it. Yeah. Um, so I do think that maybe perhaps it's to do with that. I don't, I don't know. You're right, actually, because I think when, when, yeah. Like, I've, I've not lived the dream, have I? Do you know what I mean? I've had a lot of, yeah. I've had, great moments but I've also had a lot of crappy mm. moments as mm. well and it's all been very public mm. um, and has that made it harder for you to deal with then no do you know what or do you feel like you've had the support then I how are you through I would never complain about what I've, I feel like I know a lot of people moan about the industry first of all I think if you are going to be in the public eye then you can't use it when it suits you and then mm. you know when it doesn't suit you you can't switch it off and you have yeah. to understand that and you just have to accept it and I do accept it because I've been doing it for so long but, for instance, like the whole thing I was saying about when I did that show, I then went through a period where p- people probably didn't even see it, but I wasn't working. I couldn't get a job, which is how Chicago came about. Oh, so wow. when I went for Chicago, I had to go for an open audition. I didn't go in because I was they had never had a celebrity in the show before. Oh, it had only been opened. You were the first one. I was the first person to do it. God, thinking about it. Yeah. That's, yeah so I, I auditioned that. for it like every you other actress. You started a trend. Yeah. Well, that's off the back of me doing it. That's when the producers went, oh, this works now. Yeah, so, right. Um, but I, when I went and did the audition, I had to go for recalls. I was put through it. Like, I had to wait to see if I'd get called back. It wasn't like they called me up because I was off the telly. Because no show's really, really ever done that. The only show previous to that would have been Joseph when Jason Donovan did it with yeah. Andrew. And obviously, it's also a risk when you put a celebrity into a show because if they can't do it, your show fails. And Chicago is such a brilliant show mm. that they need to make sure that after, like, Ruthie and Uta, you know, mm. they were going to have really good people. 
Um, so I had to audition for that. And I think that, for me, was probably the turnaround where people saw me as some as a diff, different from what I'd been seen as perceived what, a bit as more before. depth maybe yeah and just talent there yeah and, that yeah. I could actually do something yeah it wasn't just the nudge nudge wink wink go from breakfast telly and yeah and was that was that important to you on a personal level as well no truthfully I didn't I wasn't doing it for that reason I did it because I had no work yeah. I literally wasn't working I was I just wanted to work and I was like right what can I do but I'll you go back to what I know but you hadn't sung, I was going to say go back to what you know but you hadn't sung on that kind of that level of profile before yeah, that never, stage no. before no. that's pretty intimidating yeah and I'd shied away from all of that I didn't I literally went and did the presenting and I stuck to the presenting um, that's probably I don't have regrets but one of the things I do wish I'd have done is that I wish I'd have taken on a few more of the challenges that were offered to me around that time when I was doing a lot of TV like what? but I didn't like oh, like I was offered to do a lot more stuff to do with singing and and I never did it because I just I put myself in a box as much as everybody else did I've just I'm a presenter I'll never be taken seriously I didn't really try to do a lot of the other things I could have done um, and I had a lot of opportunities that came along that I just shooed away because I just probably was a bit too comfortable at just being a ladette do you know what I mean? And so that, that, that's interesting. So that... Um, so then it came out of thing. desperation at the end. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. So that Ladette tag did sit comfortably to an extent with you, but then yeah. obviously led you down a little bit of, to a bit of a dead end. Yeah. Or at it's least that's bit, how it felt. It did. It's a one-way street, Benefit isn't it? Benefit hindsight, though. I think yeah. that could have actually been the making of you in a way. Yeah, yeah. I think at that time, I'd gone through a breakup. Um, I'd had this image that I couldn't shake off. So there were probably a lot of... There was a lot going on at that time. I think that's why when I yeah. did that, it surprised people. Right. But yeah. it was probably the making of me, really. Yeah, and also, was. it made me love what I'd always loved as a kid. And yeah. I lost that. I lost my way with it. Yeah. You know, you see with people, when you love doing something, like Louise Redknapp, I don't know really, really well, but I... I completely relate to her. She was one of the people I don't direct message, by the way. And when I've been there, I know what it's like. Um, I can see like when she did Strictly, yeah. why when she came out and said, I've been a mum for years and I missed performing. And I totally get that. Yeah. When it's in you, and she's been doing it since she was a kid, and you're, you're born with it, without saying like an yeah. advert. That's what you... And you're you, actually suppressing it when you're yeah, not you doing are. it. Yeah. And we've all done that, either, you know either through motherhood, which isn't a bad thing, but or through relationships and being pigeonholed. Yeah. And... But when you're a mum, it is without doubt, and I know you feel this too, mm. the best job in the world. But you do have to sort of redefine yourself. Yeah. Not just to everyone else, but most importantly to yourself. You're like, right, okay, who am I? Where do I fit into the world? Yeah. And it's tough, and it, you know, that's the same for every mum everywhere mm. doing anything. You know, it can, it can be quite a lonely existence. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just back to your DM thing. That's mm. so interesting because I think a lot of people... She never got back to me, by the way. Oh! <laughs> I, she probably never even saw it. Oh. But I did feel really sad for her. I was like... Because yeah. I felt like she was getting a lot of negative press. And I was like, give her a break. Yeah. She's done a... She's but, brought her kids up. Let her go out and have a good time. But I, but I, I was thinking about that in... You know, like, you look at people... That you might know, but you might see them, you might mm. learn about stuff mm. through the papers or whatever. And you think, do you know what? They're still a human being. Well, that just it, needs yeah. a little bit of support. Everybody needs to hear, come on, you keep up, keep fighting, keep yeah. strong, you know. Um, back to Big Breakfast, one mm. of the big things was obviously your relationship with Johnny Vaughan and the chemistry, the on-screen chemistry was incredible because 
it wasn't smutty or sort of maybe maybe occasionally sexy, but it was more that you could just tell that you got oh, on we were well proper and you had mates. such a laugh together. Yeah, I mean, it was. I laughed every day like we literally used to laugh to the point where I was going to wet myself we just you know you have those mates don't yes. you sometimes where you just click yeah. and it was instant we just yeah. got on yeah um, well, I've just done this road trip with Gethin Jones yeah. who loves you by the way mm. told him I was doing this I love Gethin and I laughed so much and I didn't even know why I was laughing at, yeah. that, at one point now obviously very happily married and actually I think he and my husband are more in love with each other mm. than I am with either of them because they're mm. both massive Welshies and love their rugby but it's a lovely feeling giggling yeah. that much with someone isn't oh, it oh it's brilliant chemistry is a funny thing yeah. you never know when you're going to get it who you're going to get it with exactly but when it happens yeah it's great so it is and that was so that was like he was my real buddy I just adored him and I still how would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Do, but we'd, then things happen within the industry where... Obviously, then, once the show became really successful, um, we were in a position to negotiate our contract, and I thought we were doing it together as a team, but his agent had other ideas, and she mm. was obviously trying to negotiate that he got more money, and there was all those kind of arguments that happened with bands, presenters. I mean, in any... Bullshit, really. Yeah, it, it is, because at the end of the day, I just wanted... I wanted to know we were a little team and it, that wasn't, that was became apparent that we were no longer a team. Mm. Um, so that was one of the problems. And then, I don't know, it just, it, we never really got back on track. And it's weird because we, we message on the odd occasion. Um, and I'm actually, the thing is, I'm quite, I'm actually, as much as I'm very confident person, I'm actually, I'm confident but I'm very sensitive. 
so they're two very different things you know and I do take things to heart um, so sometimes when things are said or done it, it sits with me and perhaps mm. I should learn to let them go but I find it really hard but so how, how do you feel about him now um, oh I, I listen I'll always I love him to bits mm. but he also um, I don't I, we've sort of messaged that we should meet up we should meet up but I just think sometimes, not to him in particular, but sometimes with other male presenters, um, when I do meet up with them or if uh, people in the industry, their ego sort of takes over a little bit. And yeah. yeah. Or they don't want to have the conversation because they just brush it over. Go, oh, let's forget about it and move yeah. on. It's like, well, you sort of do have to have a conversation but to move on. Sometimes it's down to us girls to force the conversation. I Yeah, and I've tried. That's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. I have tried. Yeah. But yeah. I think... But you've also got to get to a point where you yeah, can't. You I can't, can't keep trying. Twist someone. Yeah. No, and I'm just like. If, but you're in a great place. I mean, yeah. that, more of that. But I do love him to bits, so I'm yeah, not saying anything, no, you know, no, untoward no. about him I as a person. That. It's totally just we. It, loads of things. And so much has changed now, yeah, you know? Yeah, and it's like, I don't know his kids, and I don't know his. You know, we don't really know anything about each other anymore. Yeah. I think it's just the nation yeah. just want you to be besties yeah. for life, don't they? I did always say it'd be quite funny if they did throw us in the jungle together. Then that would be Would quite you ever do the jungle? Oh, I would, yeah. Oh, I have been asked to do it before. Only because I'm a real outdoorsy yeah. love, like I go trekking and camping and do, and I would love it. But What about um, SAS? No, I wouldn't want to do that. Too hard. Yeah, and I don't particularly like being shouted at. <laughs> do you know I what I mean? Do. I actually do. Oh, you dirty cow. <laughs> Now we know what you're like. No, it's weird. No, I quite I, like discipline. I, quite I do, like, but I just yeah. don't want. I just. I, I'm good. I will do it, but I want to do it when I want to do yeah, it. I don't want to be you shouting at me. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god, I think you'd be mm. brilliant in the jungle. Yeah, well, we'll see. You don't know. I mean, it's not happening this year, just to stop yeah. any of the rumours. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I did yeah. say it'd be funny if. I think that's the only way they could probably get us back together is to throw us in the jungle together. That would together. be so good. God, I'd watch that. That's the appointment to view television right there. Funny. And then um, the next sort of few steps that you've made with mm. your career. Um, again, I go back to this, this feeling that I don't want to use the word reinvent because that suggests that you have to do something mm. to crowbar yourself back into whatever. But you just seem to be able to pull rabbits out of the hat based on your talent. You just do seem to have the resource of talent to tap into and to go, right, this is the direction I'm going in now. And I'm thinking, you know, obviously with musicals, but Neighbours, how did yeah. that come about? Well, this that came about because um, the production team had obviously seen some other things that I'd done. And it was mainly, a lot of it was to do with Jason Donovan because yeah. his daughter's in it and I play her mum. So they needed a British woman to play her mum. And I think just maybe all the connections of, I know Jason, I've yeah. known him for years. and So that's kind of how it came about. But yeah, it sort of was a bit out of the blue, really. So you went over there. Yeah. You did, did a block of filming. Yeah. And then when do we get to see it? Oh, so it's just started. Right. So but I'll be on So how many have I missed? Only one. It started yesterday. Oh, so amazing. So I was on here yesterday. Okay. Um, and then I'm on, I've shot scenes up until like March next year. And then after that, because I can't say too much, because it's a 35-year anniversary, so I've got quite a big storyline. But yeah, No, it's good. I'm lucky I do get to do all these different things. And, of course, it opens other doors, because the play that I'm thinking about doing next year, I was now like, oh, actually, we could maybe go and do it in Australia as well. Yeah. So it does open other doors. But you seem to be in a good place with your career, but that, I don't know, and I'm definitely not putting words into your mm. mouth, because you will correct me, it seems to come from a calmness 
from you, just seeing the way you mm. interact with people and where you are. And your relationship with Eddie is what, five, six years? Six that, years six next year, year. yeah. Oh Can you believe it? God. Six years. That is. That's the longest like for that. me. Is it? Yeah, I'm so rubbish at relationships. You're not. No, I really am. I feel like you're a serial monogamist. No, I t- I've always had. I've always been with someone, and I'm. I, the problem I have is I do get very bored. Really? Yeah, I really do. And but I is think that with life generally, or just everything? With that bloke, which is why even no, I think everything. I think I've got. I'm a bit ADHD, and I yeah. think as I've got older, I've because my daughter's got it. I've come oh, to realise. Yeah, she's been. She's got. She's not severe. She's got strands of a bit of everything. She's got dyslexia, dyspraxia, dyscalculia. She's really? got um, a bit of ADHD. She's a little bit of everything. Like a little bundle. Yeah. So and through having her um, going to you know specialist with her to sort of define what it is that she's got, um, I've learned a lot about myself. And obviously, I've seen a lot in myself. And when they're asking me the questions like, so. What is she like when she's at home watching TV? Can she just sit still? And I'm like, not really. She's always getting up and doing something. And I'm thinking, I never sit still. I literally never sit still. Um, All films, you know, when we talk about friends of mine go, well, don't you remember this film when you were a kid? And I was like, I've never sat through a full film. Really? I find it really hard to sit still. (laughs) Yeah, but do you know what? How interesting is that, that you... Of learning so much mm. about yourself because of your daughter. Yeah. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, though? but it's good because also I've got to understand myself a bit more and also it helps me to understand how what it's done is enabled me to reassure her that if you find that one thing you love, you'll probably be really good at it yeah. because it'll be, you'll put more into it. Yeah. You know, it's well, you're a shining example of success with all of that bundled in. Well, I think, especially you, with kids with dyslexia, yeah. or like, uh, last night I was trying to help Betsy with the maths homework and I was useless. I had to get Eddie to do it. I, I, actually, like, I actually dread the time. No, I, I, said, I said to Eddie, I can't do this. And he was like, babe, are you joking me? And I went, I'm serious, I can't do it. And he had to help Betsy. He's a little brain box, isn't yeah, he? He's, and he's good with numbers yeah. and everything. It's not my bag. Yeah. But I was like, and he was going, I can't believe you can't do it. It's so simple. She's nine. They've given you homework for a nine-year-old and you can't do it. I went, yeah, but you can't do what I do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So do you know what go. I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, but I'm able to say that to Betsy. Yeah. So she doesn't feel like she hasn't got confidence. And oh. I think that was the problem with me yeah. is I never really had that diagnosis. And diagnosis makes it sound all very clinical and, med- and medical. But it's not... Um, I never really had that, so I never really understood why there were certain things I couldn't do. Mm. And I always used to think, why don't I finish things? Why do I start something, move on to something else? But now I realise I've always had a bit of ADHD. So. And so do you think that has in turn helped your personal and private life? Or is it, is no, it I think it's been a nightmare. I, no, oh, I mean no. as in with Eddie. Oh, like. yeah. Um, I think because we're just very similar and I'm older and he's we, we are so much alike. Um but I do think it had a massive effect on my relationships growing up. Mm. I got bored so easily. I mean, it would literally be like my friends used to go. It, three years was the max I could do, and I would get, and that was at a stretch. That's like Jose Mourinho at a football club, mm. like get yeah. you out. <laughs> but it's terrible, isn't it? And Eddie, I remember when we were coming up to three years, he went, "This is going to be the test now to see." If, <laughs> yeah, because he sort of was half thinking, "Never go past three years." I have gone past three years before like with Betsy's father Lee I did but I'm probably a lot of that was because we had Betsy and you know but I do get which sounds awful because it sounds like I'm sort of just shooing guys away but it's not it's just it's not great when you can't settle it's a horrible feeling no of course it's not it's you know that's yeah that's tough for you um are you on good terms with Betsy's dad oh god yeah we get on on so well so well that's lovely but I also think it's a lot to do with the fact that Eddie makes you laugh so much yeah we do laugh a lot we do 
I mean, your sense yeah. of humour is very similar, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's very similar. And, yeah, we, that's the one thing I will say. And I remember somebody once said that to me. If you can laugh together, then you'll stay together. And we do. And that's the thing as well. When we say it's six years, it doesn't feel like six years. Yeah. Whereas before, everything used to always feel like, if I get to yeah. three years, whereas the three years is gone and I haven't even thought about it. Yeah. That's lovely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so we'll, well, we'll see. Me. We'll see. Is there any regret <laughs> that you didn't meet him earlier? No, because... Yeah, I mean, there are moments when you do think it would have been nice, but then he wouldn't have. He's got like, two lovely grown-up children. Um, and also, I've got Betsy, and, you know, I don't have any regrets about any of my relationships. Yeah. But I, um, and also, you so can't no. change anything, so that's yeah, a stupid maybe, question for Maybe me. we wouldn't... Maybe even if we'd met when we were younger, I don't think we probably would have worked out. I think... Ah, so it's got... I think a lot of it's to, to do to with age, point. yeah. yeah. And also getting to know yourself. Because you do as you get older. Yeah. You know, you start to understand yourself a bit more. And I've had to start seeing... I've started to learn that um, there's something nice about giving something time. Because yeah. I'd always I'd always be thinking, what's next? And what can I... What, who can I do next? <laughs> Who's next on the hit list? Without actually yeah. enjoying being in something yeah. and seeing what happens when that grows. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd, yeah, be, because, I'd be looking... You and Eddie in year one is very different, I'm oh sure. Oh my god, to you so and Eddie different. Now. We look so much older. <laughs> I tell you but do. it's no, it's it's that. So I'm just gonna have a quick drink. Do you know <laughs> classy? Yeah, classy Essex. Do you girl. know that? Um, I know you just said that Eddie, that Eddie couldn't do what you do, but it's quite funny seeing. He thinks on he can. Box, no, he's funny on Gogglebox. He's funny, but he can't sing. And he always have you not seen him at Charlie's place when he gets on the mic? Oh and he God. hogs. He thinks he's a really good singer. It's really annoying. He's a terrible singer. <laughs> now Gogglebox is funny. And again, I must love him because in previously any other relationship, they said do something with your partner. I was always like, no, I keep my career separate. Right. I do my own thing. Why do you think that was? Um, because you went out with a couple of famous people, obviously, yeah. Jimmy Kwai, JK. Yeah, but we still then... kept everything quite separate. Yeah. There weren't very many things that we did together or were seen at together. But uh, you and Lee had very similar lives. Like, yeah. You met on a job, Yeah, didn't you? on the show. On the show. Um, but again, we kept everything separate afterwards. Mm. I think because... I think just... I feel comfortable. Do you know what I mean? And you know he yeah. can do you can, he can do it. He's not phased by anything. It's not like he does a bit of telly and he feels uncomfortable. No, but I think he's natural. I think he's authentic. Yeah. I think people see through you straight away if you're not. Yeah, I and think I think so. he's he's exactly as he is yeah. on screen as he is off it. As are you? But it's funny because people way. actually stopping him now asking for selfies, no. which is hilarious because he's like he come, comes home and it's all old dears and he's like oh, I've got stopped in John Lewis. Um, and, he's quite distinctive looking, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And I was like, is it weird for you? And he went, it is a bit odd. He said, because I keep thinking, he said, like, I was in the co-op and I thought someone thought I'd stolen something because I'm being, like, followed round the aisles. <laughs> and then he's got, I've had to, I had to sort of educate him a little bit about not dragging it out because people, what happens is a lot of the time is if somebody spots somebody they recognise from TV, they, first of all, think they know them from, they've met them. Yeah. Or, oh, did we go to school together? Or they're standing there. And I'm like, put them out of their misery and, you know, just say, oh, we perhaps you watch Gogglebox or what you know yeah. and he does this thing right, where they go it sounds a bit wanky when no you say it that, does yeah. but they go to him oh 
it's you, isn't it? Oh, I know it's you. Oh, it's you. I've met you. I saw you at my auntie Vi's birthday party. I was talking to you all night, and he's like, no, we've never met before. And I'm standing thinking, just put the woman out of her misery. But I know you. Oh, are you on telly? Oh, you're on that thing. And he goes, I don't know. What programme do you think it is? And I'm just oh, like, just say it. <laughs> is that modesty stopping him? Oh, I don't know what it is. Or does he quite enjoy it? I just it? think he likes it. He's just dragging it out. And I'm like, please just tell him. <laughs> Along with Bows, In the Pink is sponsored by Tag Heuer, Swiss avant-garde since 1860. Excellence, precision and elegance. Their timepieces are designed for those who love challenges, which is a great fit for this podcast because most of the guests share that sentiment. I know that we're both in our 40s yeah. now, but and I, I held a little baby today and I tell you what, it made my ovaries flip. I wouldn't have any now. Wouldn't you? No. No. No, shall I tell you why? you've got three between We did talk about it. We did go through about a year of, well, I would say it was lazy trying, really. (laughs) We we sort of always missed the right time, but it was always when we were very quite a bit drunk or something. (laughs) We were like, well, we've tried, but there was no trying going on, really. Um, But you you weren't looking at your little, because I remember, I, I I used to message Wiggy saying, I'm ovulating. He go, well, you're in South Korea, so that's no good to yeah. me. And then in the end, we stopped. I stopped flying to so many places with F1. Yeah. Straight away, we got pregnant because we were in the same country yeah, at the same time. Yeah, exactly. No, we didn't. We did. We did talk about it because we were a bit like, oh, it would be nice. But then, I think when we've discussed it properly, we look at like Eddie's kids. His son's 25. I mean, before wow. you know it, they're going to be having. Is Eddie's going to be a granddad? Oh my god. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we were like, it's a bit weird when you've got grown-up kids. That your dad then starts having children. Plus, it's all very nice at the moment. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. don't need to. Yeah. You're a mum whether you've got one or ten kids. It doesn't make any difference. I'm still, I'm a mum. I've yeah. still got a young daughter. She's only nine. Yeah. I'm still going through the sleepovers and the, you know, the trips to Disney and all those kind of things. So you never I'm know. still in it. It might alter your relationship with her. I mean, like, not She not doesn't wittingly. want me to. We've no, talked about it. And I've yeah. asked her since she was very little... And all my friends' kids who've got one have all said to me, oh, they always beg me to have another baby and they'd love a brother or sister. Mm. She's adamant. She just says to me, no. That's Yeah, and That's it's so funny. And I think that is because I did five years with her as a single mum, just the two of us. And I think our relationship's different because of that. And yeah. it's very tight. And I, I don't... It's not because she's being selfish, because she's nine. It's just I think it's... It just would change everything. And I don't feel like we need to now, you know. I just think we've talked about it. We tried lazily for a year. (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes it didn't even make it into the right hole. That's how lazy we were. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure that's laziness. (laughs) That might have been deliberate. He had a good time. Um, But so I just think it wasn't, um, it, we just were useless at it. Yeah. We never really tried. And then I did go, obviously, to see my gynecologist and do all of that at the yeah. pool. And he said, I could help you and I can do things to boost your fertility. And I just walked out and thought, I really can't be it's bothered. Effort, I think I'll just go and get a coffee from Pret. <laughs> By the way, talking of being pregnant, it's just reminded me that when we went to Charlie Jilks' wedding, yeah. which is Puglia, a yeah. few years ago, it must be five years ago now, my God. Um, I remember that we, you, you'll remember this, we we were split up from our partners yeah. and I was probably five or six months pregnant and I looked around me and I quickly realised that I was at the boring end of the table. So Charlie had obviously, strategically, because he's so smart like that, mm. he put certain people next to certain people, people he thought would get on very well, da, da, da. and then he was obviously left with maybe 10. Oh God, where do 
I put them? <laughs> They're the boring lot. Pregnant. And I looked around me and I was with all the other pregnant women. Mm. I was like, great, this is going to be good fun. Yeah. I turned around and Wiggy is wedged like some little <laughs> dollop of smug jam in this Donna Air Denise Van Outen sandwich. <laughs> And he looked round, double thumbs up at me, <laughs> going, time of my life. basically saying that you, he put it in a slightly um, filthier way, but that this was basic flashbacks to his 14-year-old dreams, <laughs> because he'd had both your posters on his walls. That's so funny. But um, he had such a laugh with you at that wedding, and I remember thinking, yeah, I'm not going to get pregnant again for a long time, because <laughs> I want to be right in there with that yeah. mix, having fun with the girls. Do, will you have another one, do you think? I don't, I, I can't now. Right, I mean, okay. do you know what? I had two brilliant pregnancies, mm. and then I had two terrible births. Yeah. Like, genuinely terrible. It's like my sister was, hers was traumatic. Is, oh, my God. Yeah. And, and all it does is you just go, why rock the boat? Like, yeah. I've got two lovely kids. I love our little team dynamic. Yeah. I love the four of us. Man-on-man marking, no mm. zonal. So, basically... Imagine having three. You'd be mm. like, who looks after the third? Mm. It's bonkers, no, isn't it? No, I know. It? I know so I'm the same you as well. you your blessings, I think. And I just think, because of my age, you know, I just, uh, they, it does now come with other issues and worries of... Well, look at Bridget Nielsen. Yeah. She's 55. She just had a kid. Yeah. That's just, crazy. I just don't, I personally, and I've got a friend, you know, who's a similar age to me and she's having one and and it, that's great, but I just, I, I don't think I could be doing the school run no. the rest of my life <laughs> that's what it would feel like yeah you'd literally but their children are an absolute blessing and I, lo- oh. I love it but I just I lo- there's so many things that I want to do as well that I've just yeah. I did put to one side because of being a mum and being on my own and bringing her up and that I stopped doing that I'm like, I would never have done taken the job in Australia a no. year ago two years ago because I was much I you know very much like I need to be at home I need to be with Betsy yeah but as she's getting older and understanding more yeah and she's got all her little friendship groups that I can go off now and have the freedom to do things and there's still things I want to do yeah and you know you've got a great relationship with her so I don't, I don't think it would damage that but mm. it could jeopardize it could change it you never know yeah. what the change well, is we'll going to do I don't yeah. know but that's brilliant so what other um goals or ambitions do you have um, Is there well, there's a couple of things that I've I have done. All, I've I've checked my little um, list of things that I've some things I forget that I've done. I have to look through my CV. Like I was going to everyone, I'd love to do a sitcom, and then I realised I have done one. <laughs> um, but I would like to do another sitcom because I do like comedy. Um, I'd also like to. I've never done just a straight play. Oh, yeah. I've done a lot of theatre, well, like a serious serious play, play which yeah. I'd quite like to do. Um, what about and then podcast? I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to do a podcast. I think you'd be really good. I'd enjoy that, I think. It would be good fun. You're a good talker. I don't stop, do I? I love it. I'm, I, I do. Honestly, at home, Betsy's like me. We don't stop talking. Eddie's like, I can't get a minute's peace. It's good. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like you're one of these people that are going to work Is it getting 80. darker in here? Yeah. It's just really your eyes. weird. It's just your eyes. Have you just turned the lights down? <laughs> Do you know what? It's because it's edging closer to opening time. I know. They're like, and then suddenly just... the doors are going to open, and all these people are going to come in in their suits from work mm. for a cheeky beer afterwards. I feel like work-wise, you're not going to stop. I don't feel like. I think you're a bit like my mum. My mum is one of these people that, if she stops working, she won't know what to do with no, herself. No, I wouldn't know what to do. I like working. Keeps her young. I enjoy it, and yeah. I love all the people I meet. I mean, I've got friends. 
I have to remember my age sometimes because I've got friends like Lydia and that that are just so much younger than me. Like I'm closer to her mum's age, you know, and they're like trying to drag me out to clubs and come to a beater and do this and do that. I'm like, seriously, I used to look at women of my age in clubs and think, oh, you sad cow, you know, like get alive. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I can't keep doing it anymore. Do you, do you have a mentor? Do you have a mentor, like, through your career? Has, has there been someone uh, that's sort of... Because you probably... She probably sees you as a bit of a mentor. Yeah, they do always ask me for a lot of advice. I get all the young ones messaging me about, especially career advice. I always feel I like Barbara know. Windsor might have been a mentor. Uh, or is that, has that been concocted by the press? No, that's by the press. Oh, Not it? really, no. I don't really know Barbara that well. I've only met her a couple of times. Oh, you're joking? Yeah. I love, I, I love her. I love her. I think she's amazing, but I don't really know her. She's a national treasure, she isn't is, she? Yeah, she is. Bless her heart. Lovely. So, um, one of the things I always ask people is what keeps them awake at night? Nothing. It, really? I sleep so well. Do ask Eddie. You? It literally takes me seconds to go to sleep, and I snore. <laughs> and I go into really deep sleep. So you don't worry about anything? Not really. Oh, I've, had, I've had worry moments. I've had, I've had periods of like insomnia when I've broken up with a boyfriend or whatever. But I don't really. I don't... What's the point in worrying about things? But you, I think that could be because you're in a really good place in your life. Yeah, maybe. Maybe with the Edster. Yeah, maybe. You can't credit him for everything. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. They want us. They want to open. Look. Yeah, open, open, open the doors. Let the crowds in. Music. Put the music on. Sure. Music, maestro. No look at the Do what you need back. to do. Look, the showbiz curtains. I know. What in would you do if I you. suddenly turned into like uh, put a showbiz costume on and started performing? I would actually love you. Wouldn't be surprised. To just break into song. Can you imagine people walking in here and Denise Van Outen's just standing I'd on the table, to do that one night. just singing? Do they not have singers in here? I think maybe we should suggest that to Charlie. Corner. Um, okay, coats. so what we've decided today is that um, you want me to get married to Eddie. I want you to marry him. Yeah, because I think you're brilliant. Together. Yeah, we're not going to have any funny. more babies because no we more just babies. can't. We're too maybe tired. Dog. We would like to get another t- okay. little French bulldog. Right. Because so. she is like literally, we treat her like a baby. Beautiful. So wedding, yes. Baby, no. Dog, yes. Podcast, yes. yes. Play, yes. Yeah, play. That will happen. I'm going to make it happen. Okay. I think, yeah. I think that's going to keep you busy for it the will, next... It will keep me busy, yeah. Um, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Lovely to well, see it's you. always lovely to see you. And it's nice that we get to catch up like this. No. I know. We basically crammed what we would have said anyway into yeah. a podcast. Beautiful. Thank Lighting's, you for having me. Lighting's changed again, hasn't it? <laughs> Ready for my big entrance. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Thank you. Oh, did you enjoy that? She's so lovely, isn't she? No pretense, just genuine and authentic. What you see is what you get. Thank you, Denise. Really enjoyed having you on In The Pink. So let me have your feedback. Rate, review, subscribe. And let me know which other guests you'd like to come on In The Pink. See you again soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.